This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is what renting furniture with Feather looks like. Pieces that fit your style and your space and cost less than your monthly phone bill. Oh, and did we mention delivery and assembly included? Feather. Start renting at livefeather.com. Hello and welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast. David Evans here on the podcast this week. George Savills, lookalike, <laughs> Alex Moore. Hello. And we've got Andy Gillard as well. Hey, yeah. Uh, on the podcast this week, we're going to talk about the game against Norwich, preview the big game at the weekend against Liverpool, um, and we'll do Twitter corner as well. But we'll go into all the news and tidbits firstly. And uh, Nuwadiko signed a new contract at Wolves on a three and a half year deal, keeping him at the club contractually till 2020. Uh, just but good to tie down to a deal. I guess we can talk about kind of the goal threat in a second, but surely with the new Adico we know it's good that he's he's got a new long term deal. Thoughts? I suppose it's showing confidence in him, isn't it? Giving him that little bit of faith. Mm. Hopefully it might work in a few goals, but yeah, it's just showing faith in him, isn't it? So mm. Yeah, and plus we're still tying him down for his best years. He's still twenty four, twenty five? Twenty four, I think, yeah. So, time density is 27. Hopefully this season will be a bit of a blip and, you know, get himself have a proper pre-season, get back mm. to it for next year. Because we're all desperate for him to score this goal now. It's still ticking along. I wish I'd done my research beforehand, but I was thinking that surely he hasn't scored a league goal for Wolves since two seasons ago. He didn't score last season, did no, he? No, he, he still didn't score at the start. So I'm thinking Millwall. So you're looking at Millwall 2000 at home, Millwall 2015. Dean is the last yeah. time he scored a league goal. Obviously, you've got to take the injury into account there, but just get this goal. Because he has had a couple of times recently where he's been, just been unlucky. I know with Villa, he should have passed, passed it, it to Costa, Costa yeah. but he had a it's chance. Still, it was still sort of a poor shot, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. He hit it straight to the keeper. And, He's had quite a few of those chances as well where he's sort of squandered it. Hmm. And you'd say, look, the dicko of old that season when we had like a phobia and Saka, that I mean, I mean, you, you take, for instance, from the Leeds game and that's East goal where he just smashed it into the bottom corner. Oh, mm. It's a great like, goal. Exactly, and that was sort of similar chance, similar sort of positioning for Villa and he hits it straight at the keeper. So I like to think what Haroon said earlier when he said, like, was it form is temporary, class is permanent? So I'm just thinking, you know... Hopefully something, yeah. someone's drumming it. But everybody's saying there about Torres and it's a long foot, long bad form he's in, isn't it? Yeah, so. you, you kind of think once he gets that goal, hopefully the gates start to open. Mm. I think it, everybody's thinking that, isn't it? But when that goal's going to come, mm. I mean, you can sort. I know it's a bad injury and some players never come back from it, which is quite scary. But you think with a striker, four, five, seven games, you think there's a goal, you can sort of. Justify it, but it's going on to near enough what, 20 games now without a goal. Mm. And I came out, uh, we could look at the injury, but yeah, 
It's nearly 20 games without a goal, so... Mm-hmm. And I don't like to bring up past news, but what would have what would it be like if that was Siggy? Exactly. Uh, last season. Well, I was, gonna, I was looking at that earlier. <laughs> Bod Varson has only scored two in 23 this mm. season. And obviously he's got the rest of the season to score, but Siggy's first season, he scored five in 39. And that season he was played out on the wing, he was playing mm. sort of like the number 10, like attacking midfielder role. Yeah, so, but I think Siggy at first was accepted by the fans, but then... Yeah. They turned against him after. They kind of turned against him once he didn't score after two or three games. Really. Yeah, he was on a knife edge, but at first he was the Icelandic prince. Yeah, some of the tricks he was pulling out, you know, we hadn't seen at the Molyneux for as long as I can remember. No, really, probably was it CL was the last sort of tricky player we had before him. I think there's a big debate around that in terms of the strikers were available for Jacket anyway. But mm. how long do you give Dicko realistically? Because yes, we all love him. But if you look at it realistically, if he's not scoring, does Bod Varson come in instead? Does Mason come in instead? Well, none of them are really. I know uh, Mason's got one since he's come back, but Bod Varson, since that injury, he's not half of the player he was in mm. those first couple of games. And OK, that, that injury might have played a part in it, but he was never prolific at his other clubs. And then I don't think Dicker was ever prolific at Wigan. I don't think he ever played at Wigan, actually. No, he had a, a good loan spell at Rotherham, was yes. it, when we signed him? Yeah, and we had him on loan when we got relegated from the Championship, didn't we? And we all thought, he's not fantastic, is he? But well, I We mean, played him on the left wing, didn't we? Yeah, we didn't know who much. he was. But I think that season when he got his 14, 15 goals, when we finished 7th, like he got 14-15, Sacco got about 14-15, mm-hmm. but if Obi came in in January and got like 13. So Dicko's never been that prolific sort of goal-scoring target, so mm-hmm. if we are relying on him to get the goals, and it's a bit daunting. Mm. And then you look, I mean, Mason's never been prolific, and Bod Varson's not very prolific. So mm-hmm. I mean, Mason's not really a striker for me, he's yeah. that number but, 10, yeah. isn't he? he's the link yeah. player yeah. in the middle and the, up top, but... We've only really got two options for that number nine shirt, and that's Dicko and Bod Varson. Mm. So you have to look at your opposition and plan accordingly, really. And the other person um, who they could stick up top, who though I see him as a number 10 as well, is Wolves' first proper, probably, signing of the January transfer window. No offence, Duckens. Um, and that's uh, Andre Wiseman from um, Derby on a season long, well, it's not a season, as a loan until the end of the season. That came out of a bit of nowhere, didn't it? It's strange, really? isn't it? Like, yeah. But, I mean, Derby fans were, not that they weren't unhappy that he went, they felt that perhaps he hadn't been given enough of a chance. Yeah. But, cracking signing, really. If it's the player that we know we've seen before, well yeah. done. When, well he, was, done, when um, he was at Villa, he looked a real good prospect for yeah. them. So much so that I was amazed that he dropped down a league to mm. go to Derby. It's not really worked for him at Derby, has it? I mean, I was looking at his stats the other day, I think he's played like 5 in 50. Mm. Again, he's not necessarily that striker. I mean, he came on Saturday and played on the wing. Mm. So he's sort of been thrown about a bit. So he doesn't look like an out and out goal scoring striker, number 9. But he can play in that position. Mm. So, yeah, I think Lambert's looked at it, he's sort of. If he needs him to go out in the wing, he can. If he needs him to go up front, he can as well. So, very rotational. He's got a stupid number. I mean, he's number 63. I think that is his number. Yeah. Is he? I think he's that number at yeah. Villa in that derby, I think. Against modern football numbers. Yeah, I'm not. No. What number would you give him? I, I don't know what the available numbers are, but what's a realistic number for um, that role? Eight? Uh, something in the 30s. <laughs> <laughs> Just half it. Whatever, whatever's available and it's lower I mean Williamson was like 65 against Stoke I'm mm. thinking like, no soon we'll be having like Italians with like 97 on the shirt no. when do we start hitting double digit not double digit tri- triple digits 
Do we ever hit that? Do you think we'll ever see the day in our lifetimes where we'll hit triple digits? Or we'll have digits? the first number at 99. Ooh. Who's yeah, Some, like, hipster player yeah, is going to do yeah. that. Like a, like a future popular. someone have a 99? Or he might have had a double zero. It was a weird number Buffon had. Was it Zambrotta? He had, like, was it 1 plus 8? 1 plus 8, the old Italian. Oh, yeah. Are you were allowed to have that? The, um, the Chilean striker yeah, at Inter. Yeah, for Milan, yeah. He had 18 and he had a plus in the middle. There's a, that was it, because Ronaldo took his number nine yeah. shirt. There's a Mexican team that has each player's individual Twitter handle on the back of their shirts as well. That's weird. I can see that happening there one day. Well, Bristol mm. City have got the hashtag there, haven't they? On the, on the, on the, on the shoulder, yeah. What's the hashtag for Bristol City? It's, I don't know. <laughs> Just <laughs> some <laughs> random hashtag. Yeah, I remember, I think it was Stu was going mental about it. It was like, hashtags on shirts and everything, yeah. <laughs> The Southampton have got the hashtag on the seat as well, haven't they? Have you seen that one? No, in the stand? No, no. Yeah, they've got like a hashtag in the seats now. Oh, these social media Jeez, people, though. No. Imagine sat- replacing the wolf head in the North Bank with. Hashtag Wolves A Wee. Shivers. Uh, so, nice little signing. Uh, well done, Lambert. Out of the blue, which was what we like to see. Uh, let's do some other transfer kind of rumours. Let's go back to Costa. Every single week, it's Costa. And uh, a, sp- a Portuguese journalist, um, I'm going to say Lopez because I've <laughs> not still got the right tongue to pronounce his first name. Um, now, he seems like he, he knows his stuff because he's verified. That's always positive. Isn't he's it? always positive. <laughs> and he's got 11, nearly 11,500 followers on Twitter compared to his 674 following. So there's some substance there, perhaps. Now, he's tweeted out today of, of Tuesday recording uh, that Benfica close to sell Helder Costa to Wolves. The deal could reach 15 million euros. Wolves could also, uh, Wolves also, can sell him in June. Now I would presume from that last bit that we're not going to buy him to sell him. Yeah. That perhaps we could buy him and maybe sell him on again in the future, maybe mm. in the summer if we wanted to make yeah. a book. But we talk every single week about Costa. Will he stay? We we all say no. He won't. He'll go back to Benfica. Let's throw Lopez's tweet into the mix. Does that? change anything at all? Do you think perhaps there is no hope he'll stay or I think this is just trying to stir some rumours in the January transfer window? Possibly rumours because I've seen that Everton and West Ham and allegedly they're two of six yeah. other Premiership mm. clubs interested so it could be that he's just throwing that out oh he's in talks with Wolves He's loved by Wolves isn't he so yeah. maybe that comes into factor but but it's 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 pulling at the heartstrings isn't it really it's Oh yeah, I was ridiculously excited mm. when I saw that tweet. Yeah. But I, I still, I, I need to see it before I believe it. I mean, could the well, him holding the shirt again when he's signing? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> could there be any truth? I mean, that, that what that conversion is sort of twelve point eight million, roughly about thirteen. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So if Wolves, I know this all the whole FFP to come into place, but if Wolves weren't to buy anyone else in this window, but bought cost for thirteen million. Is that possible? I don't really know how it works again with FFP. Depends what your income is. Just it? buy it. Like yeah. <laughs> we'll take the fine and the transfer embargo. Yeah. Point reduction. That's it. the thing, because you look at the clubs who flouted FFP, they've got to the Premier League, and all they've done is been fined for it. Yeah. Mm. There's no real sort of reason to stick to it. And I think they're just scared with like, the transfer embargo yeah. and points deduction, but I don't think they've ever actually... No. Did it to anybody apart from teams in like the lower leagues and things like that? Mm. Yeah, I mean, QPR got away with it when they were in the Premier yeah. League, which paid a fine. And I mean, Barcelona get transfer embargoes every summer and they're still, still signing players yeah. for like yeah. 60 million. And it would be really bad PR from Wolves to sign a player this month. 
that everybody wants to stay, and in the summer, Selling, sell him on. Selling Even on. if it was the players wish to do that, and Wolves were doing it to make money, it would really be a bad, a bad move. But, but could, how much more could you see him going for than thirteen million? Well, I couldn't see. I don't think he's worth thirteen million. I'd say what we paid for um, Cavalera about eight million. Yeah, I'd say about eight, pushing ten million, and that's what all I'd say. Premier League teams, like you said, Everton would be willing to spend on him. Then you look at what Everton, they spent how much on that Luckman. So, I mean, West Ham, they don't look like they're the big spenders when they're asking like five million for Snodgrass. And, mm. But then they say they want Scott Hogan for 15 million. So, I mean, if we, we had signed him in the summer, I say we could push to 15 million, but we're signing him for that much and then mm. trying to sell him on. I mean, he's not 20 million. No, no, no. It doesn't make sense for Benfica either. Why would you sell a player for thirteen million, knowing full well he can fetch more at the end of the season? Unless they want to get rid of get money now. I can't imagine get rich quick though. (laughs) (laughs) It just seems a bit of a bizarre one, that. Yeah. Oh well, the Costa thing will rumble on until the summer when he goes back to Benfica. (laughs) Uh, The other one that's been circulating around today is Callum Robinson from Preston. Again, I don't know much about this guy. I know he was at Villa like, when he was a kid. He's from Birmingham, that's about yeah. it. But I know what everybody else knows because Wolves followed him on Twitter. Yeah. That's about it. Wolf, Wolves follow, follow me on Twitter. No, I doesn't mean I'll sign him for them. <laughs> so. They just got or confused between you and Sam. But yeah, that's I mean, next week, by the time our next podcast comes around, the window will be shut. So, gentlemen, do you think that Wolves will bring in any more players by uh, next next Tuesday? I'm presuming the window ends on 31st this year. Yeah, or? I think so. They normally do it weird, though, don't they? They have it sort of like the 1st of February, so it fits in mm. like Sky Sports' schedule, like June White Day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they've done that a few times in the past, when it's been sort of the 2nd or the 1st. Mm. So. I think it usually depends on if the 31st falls on a Sunday or yeah, so they, can have it they push Monday. it to the Monday. Mm. So you can just keep pressing re checking yeah. your Twitter on there when you're, you're at work. work. So do we think we'll also bring anyone in and on the flip side more people will go? Obviously Wallace has gone to, to Millwall. On Yaga we talked about I think perhaps previously gone to Bastia who scored the other night on his, on his day. Stadium, yeah. Um yeah, so do you think anyone else is gonna go or well, Henry's gone to the end of the season, hasn't he? Yeah. But his contract's up at the end of the season anyway, so I can't be that. Will Borthwick Jackson actually depart? After all this room, well, this, this talk that he will go back. Well, he was on the gallery, wasn't he? The training, like Vyman's first day, and then Port- Borthwick Jackson's there, like pointing at somebody. So he was like, "Is there the gate? I want to leave. I want to leave. <laughs> There's the gate." But it, I don't really know what isn't it? Just cancel the loan deal, isn't mm. this? Pay a little thing. It must be. I say it must be more complicated yeah. than that. Mm. Otherwise, he would have gone by now. Uh, but again, anyone else you think may leave by the end of the window, or do you think that's we've, we've kind of got the it squad? Depends who, though. Really, I mean, we've not really. Maybe Evans, Williamson. I mean, it's a bit strange that he all of a sudden he throws him in at the deep end at Stoke, and they play really well. And then next thing I know, they're frozen out again. They're not. I don't mm. think they've been on the bench either of them. Mm. I mean, I'd, like, I'd, I'd like to see Bryce get a loan move. Yeah. I'd like to see that yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. He, he looks a good player, but I just don't trust him enough yet to. Have him playing week in, week out. Yeah. I still think he's he's good enough at this moment. No, he has his flashes of brilliance, but then he'll squander a pass fifteen yards from the nearest player mm. and things like that. So I think he just needs to get like you say, a lean loan deal to what, League Two, League One, mm. get that get firing. And maybe with Ronan as well, but mm. maybe Tashiri could be on the way out. Well, again Tashiri, you would have thought that would have 
And to be honest with you, you might as well keep him as a as a backup. But then if you're going to keep him, you might as well use him. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's a good player. I mean, he showed what he can do at the start mm-hmm. of the season. And then obviously he's fell out of form a little bit. But mm. strange. I mean, I don't think Gladden can leave, can he? Because he's oh, Gladden. Can't leave, can he? <laughs> Hashtag Gladden's guys, everyone. Legend. Get that spreading round. But you, yeah, you would thought he could go out on loan unless, again, with this whole yearly thing, he, he can't, can't go out on loan. Yeah. But then if he can't, then why aren't you just... Trying to utilise him in some form, but it's like Lambert said last week. I think somebody asked him about Robbie Keane, and then he says, "Well, I think Robbie Keane's a no deal." He says, "You could see us bringing another striker." You think we've got Dicko, you've got was it Bod Varson, mm-hmm. Neil and then you've got Gladden in the ranks as well. Then you've got Morgan Gibbs, yeah, and then you've got Costa can play up front as well. You've seen Cavalero play up front as well, and he wants to bring another striker in as well. Mm. And none of them are really pr- prolific goal scoring yeah. strikers. We. So, so I, I, I know that Gladden won't play, but I keep making the point. I still don't think he got a fair crack of the ring. Really, I mean, I mean might as well utilise him if no one else is scoring. We haven't. He hasn't played ninety minutes for us. I don't think he's so. played full ninety minutes. No, in th- no. three games he played. And to be fair, against Burton, he got smashed in the head early doors, and yeah. that was him doing. And then against Wigan, he had a poor. Yeah, he was minutes. poor, but then. Let's be honest, that, that was one of the worst yeah. games I've ever seen. Yeah. You know, they were and then poor. I think Newcastle in the Cup, I mean, that was against Newcastle, the best team in the yeah. country. But in, in the, the Cup leagues, as well. Yeah. And in the leagues, obviously, we weren't, we weren't trying 100%, 100% and we changed the team as well. So, he's, like you say, he's not really been given a fair crack. Mm. But I think Lambert said like he, he struggles for the the consistency in the league, but then he played in the under-23s, I know it's a different level. And then he scored a hat-trick in like half an hour, so mm. hopefully we'd like to see him get a chance, but... Just seems yeah. if we're trying to lower the wage budget and get rid of players, why are we bringing more strikers in mm, when we can't yeah. get rid of him? So, oh, it'd be a glorious day mm-hmm. to see Gladden back. Um, with Lee Evans as well, he, he and his uh, fiance, I think, now, have, have had a baby recently. So, perhaps so, yeah. with a loan deal, unless it's local, that might not work out. With we mentioned like, why did he all of a sudden throw them in, in the deep end at Stoke and then not play them? Mm. Is he sort of like putting them in the shop window and saying. Hear what they are. Maybe, and we'll mm-hmm. talk about Liverpool because you know you never know. You might see a, a change yeah, team coming. again, and then and then so yeah. So players coming in. Do you think we'll see any more additions by next week as of recording? So oh. Nobody expected Vyman, did they? So no. Yeah, I, I imagine we'll. I think he'll get his striker. Mm. Maybe one other. I don't expect massive moves. But I think McCormack's pretty much been. He's leaving Villa. I heard in talks about earlier that said. Um, Fulham are the favourites, but who knows where they yeah, go. Yeah, I think there's so. ourselves Fulham in another yeah. club. I doubt McCormack will come no, to I'm, us, though. I'm not convinced I'd want him. <laughs> After everything Bruce has been saying about him, mm. he doesn't particularly sound very professional. Mm. Not really the kind of player we he's need got dodgy gates as well, hasn't he? I mean, we could be relying on him. I think his <laughs> gates don't work. Uh, well, we'll see what happens in the next week or so with Wolves transfers. Uh, before we finish off the news bits, African Cup of Nations update, everybody. And uh, Sais scored for Morocco. It was a 3 0 win, I believe, against Togo. Thinks it was, yeah. yeah. Mm. And Razak uh, Bakari came on for him. Really? Togo, yeah. Razak Bakari came on. Oh, it's like a wolf loving. <laughs> it is. Just... <laughs> so, as of Tuesday night recording this podcast, so you probably know the outcome by the time this to this, but uh, it's the final, I believe, group game. And Sace's Morocco face Ivory Coast tonight. That'll be an interesting tasty time. Game, mm. Very tasty game. Uh, so, look at this table a draw. Depending on if Togo would get a win against uh, Congo DR, would put them through to the next round. But the, probably the Bikari, Bikari last minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sensei, so I'm crying. Yeah. Uh, well, that is probably one of the 
again, I don't really know my African football very well. We would think that is quite a, a big game. It is, yeah. I mean, group. I sort of like, well, like I said, I don't really know my African football, but I know Ivory Coast is sort of the, one of the big league sort of things. So, yeah. We'll see. I hope this African Cup of Nations update continues. As long end of as, update. Yeah, end of update. <laughs> What's all that about? Because I've given an update. End of it. And then that's the end of it. But that means after every tweet, you've just come up, end of tweet. But it's an update, and I'm doing the end of the update. Surely a tweet's an update as well. So. We could go into this race, <laughs> we? but it's end of update. Right, let's do uh, the next part of the podcast, which is Wolves suffered their first of it of 2017 with a 3-1 away loss to Norwich City. Obviously, the big controversial point of the game came with the penalty uh, with Wes Hulihan, where Akimi was sent off. We'll talk about the penalty in a second. Alex, fancast away day correspondent as usual. Yeah. Hardcore, never. Okay. Yep, you always fly that flag. I literally imagine you in the way end with, with not a, flag. yeah, not a large flag, a little miniature flag that you just wave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, before we go into that penalty, the game itself. Uh, um, how would you sum up the game for Wolves? Were Wolves good, bad? I don't think either team really deserved to win, but I'd say Norwich sort of edged it with being the better team. Mm. But I'd say the most we'd have uh, debated it was a draw. I mean, the only thing really that happened for us is when we got the penalty. Mm. And that's the only thing before and really afterwards when you ever thought we could score. I mean, the first half was dire, really. It was quite flat. But it wasn't, I'd say it's one of the worst performances under Lambert. But then we should have really got a point because neither team was as good. And I've said that plenty of times this season. We were, neither team was as better as the other. But the penalty changed the game, really. Mm. So, yeah. No. It's a great night out, by the way. I had a really nice night out. <laughs> but, yeah. Let's yeah. talk about the night out. Let's, let's, let's divert to the night out. Norwich is a night out. Yeah, it's decent. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, not yeah. bad. They've got a road called Prince of Wales Road, and it's just crazy. Yeah. There's like kebab shops every, opposite each other. And then it's just like people being sick and running around screaming, shouting in the street. So, at three o'clock in the morning. So, Broad Street, basically. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we were in this one club, I can't remember what it was called, and then. Bear in mind, I'd left my house at like 6 o'clock in the morning. So it's now about 3 o'clock the following morning afterwards. So I've been up that long. I've been drinking all day. So I'm a bit tired, a bit sleepy. You know, I want to go back to sleep. I'm, not, I'm standing at my mate's house and all I've got to sleep on is an airbed. So I'm just like... Oh, Classic, God. yeah. just want to go back to sleep. And he's on the pool. And I'm just like, God's sake, I'm not going to get him. So what do I do? You know, I could sleep. I go up to the toilet, sit on the toilet, sit in the cubicle toilet and just rest my head. Keep setting alarms every 10 minutes, have a 10 minute kip, and wake up, go back downstairs, he's still in the pool, and I'll go back to sleep. And then about 3 o'clock in the morning, it's just empty, and he's just waiting there and on his own, waiting for me. Where you been? Um. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say you went to sleep and woke up, and yeah, it was like the morning, and yeah, no one was, was there, and the cleaners were just cleaning up. I thought it was quite clever for me to keep setting alarms. And then I was like, he was like, where you been? Um, Looking for you. <laughs> How could uh, you sleep? Get to sleep that quickly, especially you're in a club where you've got loads of people coming out of the toilet. I was just that tired. Like I shut the cubicle, I was that tired. Lent up against the door, and just, I was gone. I was, that, <laughs> I was absolutely, I was absolutely knackered. And then when I got back at, back to his at like half three in the morning, I had to like r- t- tackle an airbed. I had to blow it up and everything. I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, the luxuries of a hotel. Uh, back to the game, the penalties. The big, the big talking point, really. Yeah. Kalakimi sent off. He, the, the three-game ban 
which Wolves appealed has been reduced to two, but obviously the, 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 the red card still stands. Firstly, the, the penalty itself, like, was it a penalty? Because obviously we're all going to argue it wasn't. I mean, from where we are, we're sort of in the corner and it's the opposite end, so you couldn't really see it. Even after the game, I was talking to quite a lot of people, it was like, what's he got sent off for? Has he brought the player down? Is it sort of a last man thing? And then we were all getting like the update, so it's apparently what he's done, his reaction and things like that. But from the angles you've seen, it sort of looks like a bit of a dive. He's made a bit of a meal out. So I think if there's a little bit of contact, he's sort of got the right to go down. Mm. But then Akima doesn't help himself. And like we were saying before, and going on Twitter, he's sort of shooting himself in the foot a little mm. bit. It's his reaction. You can't get up and literally push a player that force onto the floor. Yeah, because obviously I, I, I understand from McKean's point of view he's, yeah. he's trying to defend he's, and he feels very passionately about what about happened it, yeah. and he feels an injustice. Perhaps perhaps putting it on Twitter didn't do the appeal mm. process. Perhaps if he hadn't said stuff like that, perhaps yeah. it would have gone down to one game. Perhaps he would have then would have won the appeal. Did, yeah. um, but you should just don't react. Like Just say, okay, it's a penalty. Mm. But just don't react. And then he may have even saved it. We would have ended up losing 3-1. But shouldn't have reacted and then obviously we're all going to feel sorry for him we always respect him like because he's passionate he doesn't mm-hmm. want it he feels cheated but presumably he reacted like that because yeah. he's, he's watching something exactly. happen in real time and thinking I can't believe you've just done that you've just done yeah. that but you can't get up and literally push a player onto the floor you don't know yeah. what was said by Houlihan mm-hmm. obviously something made him irate because he's never really appeared to be that aggressive a, no. a player before obviously Andy you've seen the highlights what mm. did you think of the penalty incident <laughs> The more I look at it, the more I don't understand how it was given. Mm. He, he's going down before Akimi's across him. His right leg gives way, even though Akimi's coming towards his left. Yeah. But then I've tried to figure out like the ref's position. He was in quite a poor position for the penalty. You had six players that he was looking through. But obviously he felt that was enough to give the penalty. And then with a the shove, you've got two six-foot-plus guys stood right in front of him, which... Again, how on earth can he say that there is that shove? And I think the fact that the FA have reduced the ban does imply some sort of... something on their part that they don't wholly agree with the situation. But Ikeemi's mere corporate on Twitter has kind of cost him because, whereas, like you said before, if he just shut up, could have only been a one or, or even got away with mm. it. And then, obviously, after that, Matt Doty goes in goal. Cool. It's one of the rare moments of football we love, it's where an cool. outfield player goes in goal. And I know, obviously, they they scored later as well. But yeah. did he have to make any saves? Not really. No. I, don't, I don't think he made one save, but I think he had to make a save. And then the goal he does concede, really, it took, takes a massive deflection as well. So mm. maybe why not Doherty in goal on Saturday? And yeah. obviously, I didn't go, <laughs> but I read, I read stuff about how he he really advanced out of the box a lot yeah, of times. He was sort of like. 25 yards outside, I was thinking, you know, just, <laughs> you're in goal. Rush goal, then. Yeah. Do you reckon he was like, he was, you now his little darting runs onto the byline. Do you reckon he was going to do one of them, but he's in his goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot, I forgot. But, yeah, Doherty in goal Saturday. I think if he had scored, could you have, should you have counted it as one of those rare things of a goalkeeper scoring in a match? Or was it just the right back scoring the goal? Oh, you'd have to give it to the goalie, mm. surely. Yeah. I've always loved the idea. Of a keeper going up for a corner, and he's punching the ball into the net. You think, well, I'm a keeper, I can handle it in the box. <laughs> always wanted a keeper. There's to do no that. rule to say I can't handle it in the opposition exactly. box. He just goes, bang, punches it. Matt, uh, uh, uh. You could have had that stat Matt Doty goals as goalkeeper one, Carla Kimi goals as goalkeeper zero. 
Um, okay, but then I think to be honest with that game, the, the, the big talk about was the penalty. There's nothing else to really. Nothing really. I mean, it wasn't a fantastic game, even before or after the penalty. But that penalty just sort of changed the game, and you think maybe if Hakim stayed on, maybe it's been different. But that sort of changed the game, and eventually we lost from it. So obviously you can you can feel hard done by it, but it wasn't a great game. It's not one for the record books mm-hmm. or anything. So, and I spoke I spoke to a few Norwich fans afterwards, and they thought. They felt themselves quite lucky as well, so yeah, it wasn't great. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just like the the Moxie hate affair, really. Yeah, I mean, they were all singing anti Moxie songs, and Wolves were sort of thinking like anti Moxie songs as well. So yeah, it wasn't great. And I guess going to Carrow Road as well, we you know it, it's such a tough place to get a result. Yeah, it I was mean, probably the best time annoyingly mm. to get one. Well, but I think it's a typical Wolves way. I was it? on my way down there, and somebody was saying, I was thought, well, I'm quite confident, but then. Being confident as the Wolves when we were playing a team who's bad in four, we normally lose and they get their first win in 10, 15, how many games it is. Mm. So I think I am quite confident, but then we're probably going to lose mm. because we always give a team who's in bad form. Yeah. So, yeah. And then we'll go to St James's Park and win 2 0. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get to Anfield on Saturday and win. Yeah. So, yeah, it's bizarre. Well, let's go on to uh, Saturday and it's the FA Cup fourth round, the big game. It's the one where everybody queued up for. Both in person and oh, online. Yeah. Yep. Um, and imagine the phones as well. Imagine the phones. Yep. And post postal orders. Do they had postal orders? <laughs> <laughs> Telegrams. Pigeons just flying in. Like a queue of pigeons. Uh, as unrolling well. the scroll. Oh, two tickets, please. Thank you. With the money. Uh, <laughs> uh, Wolves head to Anfield on Saturday for the fourth round of the FA Cup. Uh, you can clop side. Have yet to win a league game in 2017. Surprisingly, uh, they're not in the best form at the moment. Obviously. As you're listening to this, you will know the result of their FA Cup, FA Cup League Cup semi-final second leg against Southampton, so they could be into a final. After the game on Saturday, they've also got a big game in the league against Chelsea. I, I don't know how whether this is cr- clever to phrase this. Is this the best time to go to Anfield <laughs> and play Liverpool, given the fact that they surprisingly lost as well against Swansea at the weekend? Is it the best time to play Liverpool at Anfield? Well, I think we're saying that. Is, is it the best time to play Norwich at Carrow Road? Personally, I'd like us to get a draw and bring them back to Molyneux because I'd mm. like to see a big team back at Molyneux try and get a full house as well. But I just want to see Klopp at Molyneux. I'd like to see that. I don't really yeah. care if we lost like a million nil. Mm. I want to see Klopp at in the dugout at Molyneux. Dugout? The, du- the dugout. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see him in the dugout at Molyneux. I mean, did you see what he said about um, Plymouth after the game? He said, we just needed to finish it. 90 minutes, no penalties, no extra time. Mm. As much as, as nice as it is here, we don't want to stay here. <laughs> do you, what do you reckon he's going to say about Wolverhampton? Like, the City of Dreams, that's what he's going to say. Mm. And I, I didn't see the video, but I heard that he reacted weirdly to that, that pie, that Cornish pasty they made for him. Do you want to see that? No, they made no. a special Cornish, big Cornish pasty for him. Yeah. And I, th- I think he said, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> I think. Uh, but... Now, we talked about teams, because against Stoke, we had a much-changed team, and it worked very well. How many changes do you think Lambert might make for Saturday? Given the mind that he wanted, he'll want to give some players the starring role they probably deserve, but he will realistically be thinking league over cup. Mm-hmm. So what changes-wise, obviously, in goal, London, is, we, we presume he's still injured, so Burgoyne is probably going to get yeah. his big, big chance. Yeah. Um, but let's work from their defence... 
Do you think he'll try and give Bath and Stearman a, a reward, as it were, for the longevity? It or? depends. I mean, a lot of people are sort of jumping on the idea Liverpool have got so many games in how many days and they've got Chelsea on Tuesday. We've got Barnsley on Tuesday and it's away as well, mm. so don't forget they're going to have to come home Saturday afternoon, then probably go training on Monday and then travel up again on the, mon- on the Monday. Sorry. So again, I mean, you, will, you probably will see changes because we've got... An, I know it sounds the same, Barnsley is a bigger game, but at the end of the day... It is. Was, it is. Yeah. It's a bigger yeah. game. And Bosley, they do, I know they've yeah. lost, it they looks like they're going to lose a couple more players now, but they do very well at the league. Yeah, they're they're nice, absolutely, I think. They absolutely smashed us at our place. Was it four yeah. mm-hmm. So, I mean, a lot of people will be like, obviously we're going to have about 8,000 and it's going to be a great day out and things like that, but at the end of the day, the bigger game, there'll be eight, probably six, 700 of us at Barnsley. Mm. That's the real, the real hardcore, the real lot. Us. <laughs> One big family. <laughs> but like that, equally, that is a bigger game, so... It determines. I mean, you've got to say we are in a bit of a relegation battle. Mm. We're in sort of a similar position when we got relegated last time. So, and we were all quite ignorant. Oh, we're not going to get relegated, and then look what happened there. So, you probably will see changes, but it depends where. So, I mean, defensively, let's try and make some predictions. Maybe we. I see Williamson coming back. Into Williamson, it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think Williamson. Possibly um, House back, back in. in teams, yeah. Perhaps the same defence as Stoke. With possibly. Pretty much, yeah. And I think you probably could see evidence coming back into mm. it. And I'll say Rowan and might make an appearance and maybe even end Bakari. Mm. So. And I don't think Vyman is, is cup-tied either from what I've heard. No, I so so no. you might see him make a start. Doty, if he starts, it will be a return for him to the place he made his first league start for. Mm. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, in 2011. 11-12 yeah. season, yeah. So, so five and a half years since he's made mm. debut. Um, I Doty's been played. He's played every minute for like the last God knows how long, yeah, hasn't yeah. he? It's, wouldn't be surprised if he um, was possibly given a rest, mm. maybe before he just because. But then at the same time, you don't want to miss out on mm. that game, do you? And I guess for people like Costa and Cavalero to look at it in a different aspect, it's a chance for them to mm. perhaps, if they have ambitions to go to the Premier League, prove themselves to, to, to prove themselves yeah. and see whether they can do it on that stage. Yeah. Yes, okay, with with Stoke costed prove it to an extent, especially yeah. with this goal, but it's a chance for them, for almost Lampard to say this is a chance for you to put yourself on the stage, okay, you, you might not be here in the future, but you... you I think give, it's almost certain uh, yeah. will be in the future. But, right? you know, give us a boost up by yeah. putting yourself yeah. on that stage and helping us getting results here. And then up front again, it's it's a combination of anyone really, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, toss a coin. And, yeah. yeah. The only thing I would imagine Cody will probably get a run out yeah. A return to his boy. I mean, that was club. bizarre that he was left out of the complete squad on Saturday. Mm. I mean, mm. he wasn't even on the bench, so that was bizarre. Makes you think, was it, as he picked up a little knock or maybe a little injury where he was just left out completely? So obviously, you'd expect him to come back in the frame, but then yeah. you've sort of probably got Evans, then you've got Edwards, and vice versa. So there will should be changes. But, mm. but then, t- talking about Liverpool, what do we think their approach is going to be? Because obviously, they've got the, the, the semi final of the League Cup which obviously you'll know about when, when listening now yeah. they've got Chelsea which they obviously they'll see as a yeah. trying to close down that gap do you think we might see a Plymouth where Klopp just goes right we're just going to play kids and maybe a couple of the seniors or do you think because of th- their form recently he'll be more desperate to get the win going into Chelsea well, I think it depends yeah. I mean if he if they do not if they get knocked out by Southampton he might see it as a thing, well, we've got to go for the FA Cup now. Yeah. He might sort of think, if they beat Southampton and get to the final, I think, well, we can sort of take the FA Cup easily and maybe, like you say, play a few 
young kids and then maybe toss Daniel Sturridge at front or Origi and throw Coutinho in there. But it all depends, I think, on tomorrow. If they don't beat Southampton and they're mm. out, mm. he's got to take this cup seriously because then I'd say the league's sort of out of it now. I think no, I don't think many teams are going to catch Chelsea. Well, now, it depends so. though with Chelsea because yeah. what the gaps. Seven points, is it? I think so. Seven, eight, yeah, so they could it down to four if they get a result yeah. against Chelsea. So it depends, but I think it all depends on tomorrow. I mean, if they don't get through, then he's it's sort of he's got to take that seriously, sort of thing. So yeah, well, I think that's it. Because I think realistically, a cup is his best chance of silverware this yeah. season. Yeah, I mean, he's done quite well. Did he get to two or three finals last season as well? And he's and he only started in was he like October mm. something like that. Mm. So he'll look again at trying to get to at least a final because obviously. That's some sort of. I know you don't win, but it's some sort mm. of success getting to the final itself. But I'm sure I've heard a stat, and I could be wrong, where <coughs> Klopp hasn't won in the last five consecutive finals he's been in. Does that count for the Liverpool ones as well? Yeah, that counts for Liverpool yeah. ones as well. So, no pressure, Klopp. Yeah. No, no, no pressure at all. <laughs> we all know what's going to happen, don't we? Ojo's going to come on. He'll score the winner at yeah, last minute. In front of Anfield Road. Really lapping up against all yeah, fans. Front of the Anfield Road in with his socks rolled down and just go like. Stand there with his arms out, like this. You know, <laughs> no, I imagine he's just scrubbed his time at Wolves out of his memory. Yeah. He won't even remember he was ever part of uh, well, last our team. Wal- Wal- uh, no, no, no. <laughs> no. Who are they? Yeah. It should be a great day for everybody that goes. Obviously, it's on BT Sport as well. I think it's half 12 kickoff, half isn't 12 it? Kickoff, yeah. uh, for those who are not taking the trip up to Liverpool. It's a free hit, isn't it? Really, yeah. it, it's mm. going to be. We don't know really when Wolves will be in the Premier League next. You'd no. hope we've seen off. So to have this game at Anfield should be a great occasion. I feel really excited about it already. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel confident in some way because I just think, I think it's that, always mm. it's always Wolves when you doubt when you know you think less they're going to get a result. They then get a result. Yeah. It's, sort of that, it's Newcastle all over. Isn't it? Yeah, absolutely battered against Barnsley at home. Oh Newcastle, we're going to get slaughtered. Mm. Then we sort of we steamroll Newcastle away. So I I couldn't see us not getting result. I mean, like you say, I think the draw. But somebody said to me the other day, we've got you'll only get one chance to beat Liverpool, mm. and that's the thing. If you want to progress in this FA Cup, you've got to beat them on Saturday. Because obviously he'll probably take it a serious. He took it a bit more serious last week against Plymouth, didn't he? So mm. yeah, we we'll just have to wait and see. We'll see. So. We'll counting down the minutes to Saturday. Let's do, uh, as of Tuesday night, predictions for Liverpool versus Wolves, which uh, it's nice to say that sentence again. Uh, in the FA Cup fourth round on Saturday, Andy will come to you first. Your gut at the oh. moment, your gut, not your heart, your gut for Liverpool versus Wolves prediction. I think one apiece. Oh, Hist- yeah. historical one apiece. Yeah, I can see us up in our game for yeah. it. No, no, look, we'll get hit on the counter-attack and then I, I think we'll, we'll get a late equaliser. Alex? I would say 1-1 one, one as well. 1-1 one, yeah. one as well. I really want him to come back to Molyneux. Like, yeah. yeah but is, one, that, one. is that more your heart? That's my heart. What's your gut? Come on, your gut. 2-1 Liverpool. Yeah. yeah. See, I'm in the same boat as Alex. I think I think it'll be a 0-2-1, uh, a but I think my heart's thinking a draw. Yeah. We could get a draw here, lads. Yeah. Come on. I think it's pushing it a win he's pushing it a little bit we're being a bit cheeky I think we could edge a draw and I think we'd all love a big team to come back to Molyneux mm. but yeah I really think it'll be or it could be a, a 1-0 win with a 72 minute George Apple goal could well, you that's, imagine that's who we forgot isn't it yeah we're all, he yeah. could feature as well so yeah you never know that glorious left wing position <laughs> <laughs> we're all looking forward to it and hopefully it will be a great day not just for the result but for the 
atmosphere as well. Right, let's get on to the final bit of the podcast this week, which is Twitter Corner. You send us your questions on Twitter, Wolves or non-Wolves related, and we will answer them. If you're not on Twitter, you can send us your question via email, podcast at wolvesfancast.com, or Facebook, go on to Wolves Fancast, and drop us a message on that wall. Uh, firstly, we start with Jason, or Jason J 1987 who says, uh, Mr Sizzle or fresh pork scratchings, a pound a bag? Which one? What are you going for? Pork scratchings. What do we get on the Mr Sizzle there? Uh, do you get a hot dog, burger? I would, I would say Mr Sizzle, uh, burger and chips, I think he's the classic, isn't mm. it? I used to have the pound hot dogs, they're nice. And then they put them up to pound fifty. Which Mr Sizzle are you going to though? The one by the goalpost we used to go to. Because there's two by the South Bank, isn't yeah. there? And then there's one by the Asta, and there was always one by the goalpost as well. See, every time I think of Mr. Sizzle, I think of um, After Blast Off coming out of the city. Yeah. Well, there's always and one. It's right yeah. there. I always used to, well, in Stairbridge as well, there's always one in Stairbridge on a night out. But I'd always have nice hot dog with onions on it. A mustard and a bit of ketchup as well. If I'm eating at the mash, I quite like the that Indian van that's up by the um, the goalpost, just by the subway. Yeah, yeah. they live that on Stafford Road if anyone wants to go on the roofs. Oh, lovely. <laughs> yeah, I'll go and okay. hassle them next time. We'll see the van every time we go to Stafford Road. What are we going for? Sizzle? Sizzle. Yeah, sizzle. Sizzle. I, I think scratchings. See, oh, I live next to a scratching factory, so I get my fix when I walk my dog. <laughs> oh, what, they give you like free scratching or just a smell? It's just just a smell. If you go <laughs> about four or five o'clock in the afternoon, that's when they're cooking. I mean, you think, oh. <laughs> um, I have to go for my sizzle. I've got to yeah. make the tie break there. Uh, Jack, or at the frog on Twitter, says if you had a £100 bet on Wolves' next goal scorer, but it can't be Doherty, Costa or Edwards, who would you pick? Alex, I'm giving you £100 yeah. on next Wolves' goal scorer, you can't pick Doherty, Costa or Edwards. Who are you going for? <laughs> um, Cavalero. Cavalero? Yeah. Yeah? Seems the only likely one. Ed- yeah. Yeah? It would probably be Cavalero, wouldn't it? The Cav. Well, who's the next most prolific would probably be George Savile. Yeah. So. Uh, I've put on Mason, I think, if he's starting. Yeah. Well, he's the last person that scored for, for us yeah. in, in open play, so I'll go for that one. WWFC Jake said, what does Paul Gladden have at Nando's? What do you think meal choice that Paul Gladden would have at Nando's? I don't think his standard is Nando's, is it? He was... Every time you look it's, at him, it's very nice Birmingham restaurants he goes yeah, to on the old Instagram not. story. Yeah, really you went nice, to a Japanese one the last time I checked. They're really fancy, aren't they? Yeah. So, but, uh, menu choices. What would think a Paul Gladden would go for on the old Nando's menu? I've been Nando's twice, so I don't really know. What's <gasps> Come on. Yeah, I'm not a massive Nando's fan. <gasps> I know that a chicken, and that's a bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right, I'll go for pff, uh, half chicken. Yeah. Hey, half or, chicken or a butterfly chicken. Maybe a butterfly is chicken. Is that a burger? What's the burger? Churisco burger. The chorizo, no churrasco burger. No idea. That I don't know. Nice Butterfly chicken is like two breasts formed yeah. into one. It's nice. I'd recommend right. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Ashwood, will Wolves get promoted next season? No. Simple. Yeah. Simple <laughs> no. there. No. No. It's three no's. Uh, Tom Hughes, is D's return genuine in Neighbours? I didn't realise D was coming back. Who's D? A character, our <laughs> neighbours, returning. Neighbours? Yeah. I didn't know it was still going. Yeah. When was the last time you watched Neighbours, Alex? When's it on? Well, did you used to watch it when it was on BBC? Neighbours. It's on Channel 5 now. Was that you... the Australian one? Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna... Were you born when it was on BBC? I think it ended, was it mid to late 90s? 
Uh, yeah. Used yeah. to be on at like 25 to 6 on BBC. I remember when yeah. it was on, because then, remember The Simpsons was on BBC too. Yes, yeah, so he's been on six. Yeah. And then six twenty used to get Fresh Prince. Yeah. Great yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. You see at CBBC at five o'clock there, drama. Then he had news round at twenty five past. And oh, this is so sad. <laughs> Neighbours, Simpsons, Fresh Prince. I remember that, yeah. And then you'd be done. No done. That's it. Mm. Do you remember the big like, the big launch night on Channel Four when they had Simpsons? And it was on all night for like six o'clock. And they had no. like game shows and everything about the Simpsons. Do you not remember that? Mm. It's on a Friday night on Channel Four. The first ever night, yeah. It's on YouTube somewhere. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Uh, so we don't know if it's genuine. Sorry, Tom. Uh, Stu, our very own Stu Hall, uh, says to avoid another kick clash abomination like Saturday. Yes, I forgot oh, to mention that actually. That was, was it easy to distinguish or not? He got quite misty and foggy towards the end of the game, and obviously the lights came on. And it was quite hard to see. To be so fair. did people cheer Norwich's third goal by accident? Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was on, he was on the heads gone as well on Talksport last night as well, mm. and they were going mad about it. They sound like in the Europa League and Arsenal had to do it in the Champions League. That's where their away kit, and then the away team had to wear their home kit because obviously the kit clashes and things. Mm. And that was just because there's like a bit of white on the shorts, so it's bizarre. I would like to have seen a third kit from Wolves. Just bring just out like a, a random third yeah, kit. Yeah, like a limited edition white one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but he goes on to say, Wolves had a pink away kit. Would you wear it with pride? Stu would. If Wolves had a pink away kit. He's got, he's got pink trainers, hasn't he? Like, yes. He likes the pink yeah. setup. But would you wear a pink um, away kit? There is a pink goalkeeper kit yeah, in our variations. Nice. Yeah, we've had a few pink kits over the years, haven't we? So, in that regard, then, uh, Rich, Alex? Yeah. You would, you would wear it? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Who do you have on the back? Oh, I'm mean, Andy, firstly. Would you wear a pink away kit? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Good. So, on the back, yeah. you'd wear an Alex Savile. No, Edwards. No. Edwards, yeah. <laughs> Why not? Andy, who's your choice of player on um, the back of the shirt? Maybe Costa, I think. Yeah? Hmm. Uh, DJ Sheriff, uh, who's the worst Wolves player that you can remember? Do not say Majanji by your all, Ziggy, in my presence. <laughs> say it in private, in your own time. I, I always absolutely hated Steve Sedgley. I don't know why he was awful. I think he's probably my least favourite. I hate him. Is he the worst player of all time? I don't know if he's the worst, but he's the one who always brings to mind when I think of players I dislike. <laughs> I hated Andy Keogh. Like whenever I saw him, I got shivers. What? I hated him. Absolutely. I just think Joe Mason at Star was like the new Andy Keogh. Just ran around <laughs> headlessly. But worst one. Oh, See, I would go for Steve Courage. Because he was very poor. He came to us and he was like, "Wow, we got Steve Claridge," and just like nothing happened. Mm. Was that like his five hundredth club? <laughs> yeah. Like, like you go on Wikipedia and the, the list is endless of all the clubs he's played for. We only had him for like a six month. Yeah, bit, didn't we? I think the worst player I remember was Oleg Robert Taylor. Do you remember him? Was it Robert Taylor? I, I think came from Robert Man Taylor. City. He, he looked. He was quite tall. He looked overweight, but I don't know if that was just his style. Mm. He was awful. I don't know whether I put my offer in that yeah, bracket as well because again he came and you're like wow this is first game scored didn't he yeah, yeah very tall player you thought wow we've we've probably got a quite a good player here mm. and then nothing it's happened awful, nothing happened finally which is a, a thing we found on the podcast the last few weeks um, Joe Bromley has asked us if you can name the uh, playoff winning final team from 2003 in line with the massive cues we've had. And one you receive for tickets. Mm-hmm. So, can you name the lineup? The lineup. Mm, okay. I'm going to try and play it as a game, 
and we'll go back and forth if someone oh, gets it wrong. Morris in goal. So, well, I'll give that to Andy because Andy's going to go first. Oh, <laughs> so, Morris in goal, that was obvious. Back four. Back four. Would you just want one of them or all four? Keep, just keep going. Continue. Okay. Because it'd be Murray. Yeah. Paul Butler. Yeah, that's one. Lee Naylor. Yeah. It wasn't Craddock because we signed in the season after. Who would have been a centre half? Lescott? Lescott, Lescott yeah. yeah. One more for defence. So we're looking for a right back. <laughs> would he? People are screaming at the podcast. I know. <laughs> Alex knows it. I'm going to have to pass it over if you know Yeah, it. I can't think. Right, it goes to Alex. It was Erwin. It was oh, Erwin. Yeah. Midfield. Um, you got your four man midfield. You got Newton. Yeah. Kennedy. Yeah. Um, Paul Ince. Yeah. Colin Cameron. Yep, he looks like he's going to steal it. Um, and then you had Nathan Black and Kenny Wood up front. Yes. Mm-hmm. Can you name the subs? Um, Alex Ray, because he didn't play. Yes. You had... Wow, this one sub in here I never knew even was ever a Wolves player. I've never heard this person's name in my life. <laughs> then you had... Unless Mark, it's a mistake. You had Michael Oakes, I think it was. Yes. Oh. Dean Sturridge. Yeah, Dean Sturridge. Dean Sturridge. Got two more here. Oh. One of them did come on as a sub. I remember coming, him coming on as a sub near the end. A striker. Proudlock? Yes. The last one. A defender. I don't know who this person is. Who is it? Mark Edworthy. A name sense familiar. Did he play for Spurs? I've I've never heard of that player before. Did it begin with a Mark with a C? Yes. I vaguely remember the name, but was it yeah, Spurs or name. Wimbledon? I think he came through a London I've club. I've never heard that person before. Is it? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I would never. I forgot he no. ever played for us, to be honest. We signed him for Coventry City, and he played 22 games that season. Really? Yeah. Well, you learn it new every day <laughs> from your past. Uh, and that's where we'll leave this week's podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, thanks to our sponsors, Opera Creative. If you're looking for a new website or web solution, check them out at operacreative.com. Follow us on social media. Just type us in on one of your many platforms, and we will be there. Uh, next week, we'll be back to review, hopefully, an historic result <laughs> uh, in the good way against Liverpool and look back at the game against Barnsley as well uh, but for this week it's bye from Andy see ya bye from Alex goodbye and it's bye from me see you next time When you're drinking a frozen beverage from McDonald's, your brain may not like how refreshingly cold it is, but the rest of your body, oh yes, it's going to relish every moment of it because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Get all the chill you need for just $1.69 from any size frozen drink like a frozen Fanta Blue Raspberry to a new ice-cold lemonade. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Earn great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov careers usbp.